Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? It's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee, and it's time for our Deli on Toast to a Woman on Top. And today we are toasting to the very talented Maria Taylor. Now, Maria Taylor had worked at ESPN since 2014, but her contract recently expired after a year of discussion. She did reject an extension last year, fortunately for her, because there were all kinds of things happening behind the scenes. In particular, Rachel Nichols, there was some leaked audio of her, another reporter at ESPN, where she said that Maria Taylor was getting a sideline reporter job for the 2020 NBA Finals in the Orlando bubble because of ESPN's attempt for diversity. And that was the decision behind it instead of the talent that Maria Taylor had. Well, fortunately, Maria Taylor is now at NBC Sports. They did announce the hire in a press release and she did make her debut with the 2020 Tokyo Olympics primetime coverage. Now, following the Olympics, Taylor will host NBC's Football Night in America during the NFL season, and she'll also be covering the Super Bowl for the network. So let's give this toast to Maria Taylor, who shows that your hard work, skill, and talent will get you in these doors no matter what people have to say. You didn't get that position because you were a black woman. You got it because you were the best person for the job. So congratulations to you. We'll be watching you on NBC Sports. What's up, what's up? It's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm Passport Cuddy. Chinese Kitty. Hey, girl. Hey. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, Chinese Kitty, are you from Brooklyn or Queens? Brooklyn. Okay, gotta make sure. I was born in Queens, but just that was just the hospital. Okay. Yeah. I saw some Queens people trying to claim you. I was like, I believe she's from Brooklyn. Nah, my dad's from Queens. That's why. Okay, just had to clarify because I'm from Brooklyn and I'm a Capricorn like you. Oh, it's lit. I love it. And I'm black and Asian like you too. So, oh, wow. So, y'all both Chinese. So, cheers to that. (laughs) And we both have amazing kitties, right? I'm drinking water, (laughs) y'all. Now, there's a lot of talk about women, and we always brag about how good our pussy is, right? But let's talk about these guys for a second and let them know what makes dick good. Mm. Um, (laughs) What makes dick good? I think 
definitely the the strokes and like some emotion behind it. Cause when you just be giving just dry dick, just I don't know, it it don't be working for me. <laughs> yeah, rhythm and girth. Yeah, rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, what is, what's emotion? How do you put emotion behind a dick? If you just meet somebody and y'all just hook up, like if you yeah. just like having sex, like I'm just trying to get a nut, like I don't think any girl's gonna feel good. Like I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be like, I'm ready to show yeah. this girl, like yeah, I'm about to get out of her. So. so like passion and yeah. Um, yeah, act like he care. But okay, now let's examine that for a second. Have we ever fucked a guy who? There was no emotion. We knew what it was. It was just a fuck, but it was really good. Yeah. I probably liked him, but maybe he ain't like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was emotion on my behalf, but maybe not his. That's happened to me too before. Yeah, I think that we definitely have our times where you just want to fuck. Nothing else. I feel like that's okay. Like, I feel like we are humans and we are just as sexual as men sometimes, if not more. Why do we have to be slut shamed and call whores because we want to have sex? It's natural. We naturally feel the same horniness that they feel. So it's okay for them to go out and want to fuck this, 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 and this many bitches. And we can't want to lust for over someone or say we want some dick like it's a problem if we say we want some dick like that's just fucked up you know the, the whole double-sidedness of it is just like yeah raise your hand if you ever fucked a guy you knew you didn't even want to be with ever in life me <laughs> that's no. the, same. the dick good i don't want you to <laughs> you know the thing is that when you're doing things like that i don't, I, don't, I wouldn't mind if there was no aftermath, because once you have sex with a guy, it's like if you're just doing it just because, then maybe talking totally shit. That's what I'd be worried about. I'd be like, as soon as you have sex with a guy, just for nothing, they're like, yeah, I fuck there. I hate, I hate thinking that in a conversation in private with another group of guys or girls that they'd be like, yeah, I fuck them. Ah, that would like drive me crazy. But guess what? They're gonna say that even if they didn't. Sometimes. But I realize that mm-hmm. men fuck more than females. Like, oh, absolutely. It's disgusting. Sure. Like, it's literally gossiping. Like, yeah, I fucked her. How was it? Like, girls be like, girl, I'll tell you later or some shit like that. But it's like, niggas be the first one to go run and tell the mm-hmm. whole city. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, we can't just fuck for nothing. Just, we, I always be like, I hate giving a dude pussy just because I want to fuck. Because the minute that I do that, then they go run. But what if, they, what if they don't know nobody you know? Okay, then I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you're when you have a name to yourself and you're somebody that has like you know popularity, a yeah. little celebrity, a following, then it's just yeah. like they really quick to want to run and tell because now they bragging. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now they got bragging rights to say that they've been with you. Yeah. Yeah, and you could just say no. <laughs> <laughs> but then people never believe people never believe you too. So yeah. like Chinese kitty, you had a situation too. With little, with little TJ, he said that he slept with you. It was disrespectful the way he said it, too. Chinese kitty, why do you want clout? Why are you clout chasing? Why don't you tell the world how I you on, on the bed with your son in the room? And you were like, okay, that's not even what my house looked like. like. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like even with guys that have popularity, like to them, even if they have a, a conversation amongst their friends or homeboys, it just makes them look better. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. I just think it's corny, to be honest. Cause you're not like I, I don't get it. Like I don't do you think that I don't do they think that girls are gonna fuck them after? Like, oh yeah, he fucked da da da. So now it's my turn. I don't know. 
And I also think that guys could say anything. Like they'll just say some shit and people will believe it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like even if it factually, they said a whole bunch of things that aren't true. They said a place that you didn't for real live at. And people would just be like, yeah, he fucked her. And they'll say that forever. And you're like. Oh, it's true. It's true. That's why they used to make up rumors about me in high school. Oh, she fucked somebody in the closet. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. The whole school believe it. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. That happened to me one time. It was the worst. Yes. So I, first of all, I was a virgin and I had just moved to um, to New Jersey from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was mad, I guess. You know, I didn't. He was he was one of those kids that he was in the class where they go bowling on Tuesdays. Like, you know, those classes where they don't be in like and they do like the auto repair classes and stuff. Oh, oh, oh like a technical. Mm-hmm. It's like alternative in the yeah, school program. But yeah. anyway, he used to always wait for me at my locker and like try to walk me. But he was not cute. And I was brand new at the school. And so when I dissed him, he told somebody that he fucked me in the hallway at school. <laughs> and they believe that. Wow. But nobody knew me. So and you know who be running with it too. It'd be the females like, oh, this bitch she she a, she a new bitch in school. Yeah, we about to run with that and tell mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, because they be insecure and they, they just want to have one up on you. So they gonna we, people are gonna hold on to the worst thing that they heard about you always. But we ended mm-hmm. up getting into a physical altercation in the hallway. And so we both went to the principal's office. And so when we sat down in front of the principal, the principal was like so what's going on here? And I was like, he said that he fucked me in the hallway. And he was like, I never said that. I never said that. And it was three of us in there. And I was like, oh, so now you're saying you didn't say it? Because I guess he didn't think I was going to be so open about it. Mm-hmm. And so he denied it. And so after that, the girl was like, nah, he, he said he never said that. He lied about it. So clearly he was lying. But it was just hard because I was new. Yeah. You, you know? know? But I would have to say every woman probably has been lied on at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially from somebody that you dissed. That's the first thing they want to say. She a hoe anyway. I fucked her at such and such place or I fucked her a long time ago or my homeboy fucked her or whatever. And it's just like, you don't know me. You just butt hurt. That's why every time somebody says something like, oh, she a hoe, be like, how you know? Right. How would you know? How would you know? Like, what made her a hoe? Like, who she fucked or how? Prove it. No, I heard. Yeah. No, she used to do this. She used to do that. I'm like. was there? (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. Let's talk about your new album. Yes. SMD. SMD. So let me ask you this, okay? Would you ever tell a guy in real life to suck your dick? I have a thousand times. <laughs> I'm um, about to say that sounds like something she'd say all the time anyway. It is. And that's why I feel like it was the just the proper thing to do to name my album that because yeah. as soon as somebody disrespectful to me, I'm saying suck my dick. Right. <laughs> off the rip. Because eat my pussy don't sound as bad if he said no, that to you. Mm, no. Well, no, that'd be weird if he said that to you. I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they take that as disrespect. Like as They do. That's why I be, I be careful to who I say it to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might get slapped, you know. Listen, especially in New York. Them New yeah. York niggas, they don't like rejection. Yeah. yeah. I, when I'm arguing... I'm definitely be like, shut the fuck up, suck my dick. <laughs> and I'll just hang up on people. Yep. That's you hear God, but I don't know if I've ever said that to anyone. <laughs> I feel like you can't, like, certain things guys take so personally. So what's worse, you think, calling, t- telling somebody suck my dick or calling them a fuckboy? Suck my dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think fuckboy may turn, like, it makes them feel like, yeah, I am. I am. I got a lot of bitches. Yeah, I am. I don't know. Like, yeah. I think fuckboy is like, all right, whatever. But suck what? my dick is like inviting them to another another nigga's penis. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you know how they feel about that. Or yeah. that's like even saying that you have a penis. Like suck my dick. <laughs> from the back. Right. Suck my dick from the back and juggle and look and juggle my balls in your mouth. Bitch. I feel like there's certain things you like what's worse, calling a guy a broke bitch or a little dick bitch? Oh, the little dick bitch will have them through uh, on the ledge. Yeah. <laughs> Little dick. If you tell a nigga with money that they got a little dick, they gonna want to kill themselves. Oh, if you like, you got money, but you got a little dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk about you getting on the Dot Box remix. How did that even happen with Hitmaker? Hitmaker had reached out to me a couple times to like work, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I seen he was doing a remix. He had posted like a bunch of females that he already had, like I guess, on the song or whatever. And I was like, listen, I know we talk about working, but I have to get on this song. Please let me get on this song. He was like, all right, let me see what you could do. And I went to the studio and me and my producer, I literally came up with it the same day that I told him I was going to give it to him, gave it back to him. And the next day he was like, he sent me the actual song with everybody on it. And I was like, does that mean I'm on the song? Like, he was like, yeah, you bodied that shit. And yeah, it was just lit. I was super excited. Are you cool with like Dreezy or Big Lotto or any of them in real life? Yeah, I'm cool. I was cool with Mulatto before. She's a Capricorn too. Um, so we kind of clicked and um, we did Thought Box. We actually like chilled late, went to dinner. Like she's mad cool. Dreezy's mad cool too. Young and May, everybody. Oh, that's our girl, Young and May. All of them are mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Now, Chinese Kitty, I saw somewhere where you said that at first you weren't feeling confident enough to really do the music thing before you first really got into it. So can you explain that a little? Because people will see your personality and think that you mm-hmm. are not the type of person that lacks confidence. It really wasn't like like personality confidence. It was more like a if I try to do this, will people laugh at me? You know what I'm saying? So it was like seeing like it was only Nicki Minaj for a long time. Like I've always wanted to do music, even though I used to bartend this, that, and the third. Like it's just been something that's always been there. Like my dad's been in the music industry. Like it's something I've seen my whole life. But then when I actually seen like Cardi start rapping and it was like, oh shit, it's room and it's room for other females. Like, and then mm-hmm. like a couple other, like right after. And I was like, I could do this and I want to do this. And, you know, I was just like, I think it's my time to start just really taking what I want to do serious. And yeah. Have you ever been shy on stage and stuff like that? Cause your lyrics are very, you know, very spicy. Right. <laughs> um, when I first started, I was shy, but I used to bartend and I danced for like a year. Like, so it's like me going on stage is something that was already embedded in my head. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. I used to be in a little outfit in front of people. So me getting on stage is like, hey, like so. I feel like there's a difference between having people surrounding you versus like being in front of a whole crowd. So that's all mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, I can do this with everything like around me, but it's yeah. a whole, mm-hmm. you know, and they just watching you. Yeah. Because bartending and stripping, you know, I used to, I stripped forever. So bartending and stripping is a little different. I've actually done both. And it's like, yeah, you in the skimpy outfit, but you blend in with everybody else. You blend mm-hmm. in with the other dancers. You, you know, it's other girls behind the bar. Y'all all got your asses out, but it's different when you're the center of attention and you're in front of this crowd and it's all about you and you have to command no, it's definitely different. the attention. Different. But I just feel like because I got used to just being in front of people, 
that'll just look at you like I built the confidence to not yeah. feel shy. You know what I'm saying? But it is two different things. Sometimes, like especially like the first time I did rolling out last year, I had missed my stage set. I was running late, and they actually gave me somebody else's slot, which was like I forgot who it was at the time, and they put me on the stage where it was nothing but like trippy red and them type of artists. So it was like they had the stage where you had like the sweeties and Megan Stallions and the you know, like the Dreezies and all that. But then mm-hmm. stage for the boys, because I missed my slot, they put me on that stage. So it was nothing but like young kids, yeah. like, like you know, white kids, seventh, third, and I'm performing my song. They're looking at me like, who are you? <laughs> that shit, like you start looking back at the crowd, like, you know, you start to freeze up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But you got to keep going, right? Yeah. You just kept going. When was the moment that you felt like, okay, I got this in your music career? I think like right after Thought Box, like people just started really like respecting like, oh shit, okay, you really can rap or you really do have confidence to make me feel good on the record. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at first, of course, you know, when I went to the studio, I would make music, the center third, like I still would have in my head like, oh, like do people fuck with me or like, you know what I'm saying? But then it was like after that and then like just me like taking the time out during Corona and just like perfecting my craft, like, it's not that really nobody can tell me about my music. You know what I'm saying? So that's dope. What about your dad hearing your lyrics? What did he have to say at first? Um, I don't know. My dad is like, he just, he sees what's going on. Like, he knows like music, like WAP and this and that. So it's mm-hmm. like, he kind of just gets like what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But my mom is the one that be like, okay, <laughs> like change the lyrics a little bit. <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> to hear that because from seeing y'all together on Love and Hip Hop, I feel like your mom with the shits. So. She is with the shits, but she's still, <laughs> like, she's still like behind closed doors. Like people will see like, yeah, she's with it, you know, this and the third. But like, she's the one that really kind of brings me back down to earth. Like, all right. Okay. You got to like chill out. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't act crazy. So it's like, yeah. So y'all have that relationship where y'all you know kind of come off as it could be a real friendship there but then at the end of the day like bitch no i'm still your mother yeah <laughs> i'm like that with, i'm like that with my daughter yeah, a lot she'd be like i'm still your mother so. yeah yeah i'm like that with my daughter there was a time and you know angela and, and i um, passport cuddy excuse me they both know my daughter very well and there was a time where she um had you know grown up and started smoking weed and i knew that she smoked weed but i wouldn't let her smoke weed in my house and it's just like, yeah, I understand that that's what you're doing and all, but I'm still your mother and you ain't about to be smoking in my house. I don't care. But guess what? When she moved out and got her own, now we smoke together. But <laughs> it's like pick a struggle. You know, I still had to be mom in certain aspects. So I totally get where you're coming from. With but is that hard as a parent if you're like, I'd rather you smoke here than go somewhere else and smoke? Um, you know, my grandmother did that to me when I was 15. Um, I would go outside and smoke my weed and come back in the house high. And one day she was like, I know what you outside doing and you're going to get your ass in trouble. You might as well just come down because she lived in our house in the basement. She's like, you might as well come down here and just smoke with me. Nobody going to care that I'm down here smoking and you won't get in trouble. I promise you. And from that moment on, I was smoking my grandmother almost every day after school. Mm -hmm. like I have glaucoma (laughs) that's better though because at least you know you get to do what you want to do but she she can still like you know be over you like all right, you ain't Mm -hmm. rocking the crowd that's mixing shit or you doing other drugs and shit like that Mm -hmm. and you have a son right I do he's five he's five so how was things during COVID with your son because I know that's a difficult time when you have a child especially yes um, I kind of felt like 
sad. I felt like I was depriving him, depriving him, like, because it was just me and him in the house. So it's like, he's watching TV, he's watching TV, he'll play outside during, but then it's cold because we live in New York. So it's like, damn, no school, no kids he could play around. You know, I would go to my family house from time to time, but it's, I was, I knew he was bored, like, mm-hmm. super bored. How do you feel about him going to school now that things are opening back up? Because I know people are still nervous with the pandemic and the numbers going yeah. back up. Especially mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be fine this coming up semester. Um, but I really want to get him back in school because I just really do feel like when I'm traveling and this and the third, like he needs to still be like a normal child. You know what I'm saying? I move around a lot. So it's like sometimes I like to take him with me. Sometimes he's with babysitters and the third, like, I feel like he needs to go to school. Just keep that same real lifestyle. Like, you know what I always wonder when you got pregnant, do you think, you know, the moment that it happened, like this particular time is when I got pregnant. Cause I felt it like right away. I did it. I know people have those moments. They were like, yeah, we had you when we was in the hot tub. Then like, <laughs> I, I, I know I, when I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I'm in the hot tub. My daughter was a blizzard baby. <laughs> So there was a blizzard, um, 31 inches of snow, and me and her dad was stuck in a hotel for like three days. How many inches you had in a hotel? (laughs) I'm going to just say that 10 months later, I had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Then the baby came. (laughs) And he said, where should I nut? And I was like, inside. Oh, damn. That was one of those split second reactions. Oh, yeah. That definitely be happening. It you set yourself up, Cuddy. I was young. Plus, it just sounds good. Like it do. Because when they ask you that question, they already know what they're about to do. They love they, to hear it. Yeah, they just want to hear it. Because if you like, <laughs> listen, you better pull that shit out. It's yeah. gonna ruin the whole moment. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. And then afterwards, you'd be like, "Fuck, why did I do that?" That's <laughs> how you feel, Alex. <laughs> I was like, ah. Damn. <laughs> now listen, lip service guy mentioned on your single too. Yes. I got it. Shout out French Montana. Oh yes, he did. He was like yep. he was a lip service. Hey. Now, if people didn't hear a lip service, they think I sucked his dick. No, I think he was oh just yeah, he was just doing it. No, seriously, because people were like, Oh shit, he disrespected you. And I'm like, it was actually a shout out it for was my a podcast. Shout out. Because think about it. If you didn't know what lip service was, Listen, let's just say. Remember when Trouble said my name in a similar fashion? I went through the same thing with somebody <laughs> thinking that he was telling the world that I sucked his dick. And I'm like, that's not what happened. He was shouting out the show. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's lip well, service. So ignorance. That's what I just think. Like, mm-hmm. they just want it to be some dumb shit. So. Of course. People love drama. People love a scandal. People love, the, you know, to hear that somebody else is involved in some something spicy, something they could talk about, something they could gossip about. So, you know, of course, people want to always run with the negative, what they think it might be. But in our reality, again, it was just a shout out. And we <laughs> appreciate the shout out. From I was like, yes, OK, whatever. <laughs> but so, talk to me about working with French Montana and Fabio Farm, Brooklyn's own on that particular song yeah. and, how, and how, how that happened. Because, you know, that's our joint, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So I um had created the song like right before Corona happened. So the whole pandemic happened. And this was right before I signed with my new management. Um, I know Fabio already, but like not on like a close, close, close friend where he just like, let me just hop on the song. My friend at the time was fucking with him. 
And she was like, you need to get Fabio on the song, whatever, whatever. So I was like, okay, make it happen for me. So she called him and she played him the record and he was like, oh, you know, that's my sis, da, 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 whatever. So he came to the studio and he hopped on it. And, you know, from there, I had some of my new management, which is Sal and Co., who also managed French. So when he heard, he was like, oh, what's the song what's that thing? that Sal was talking about? And I'm like, it's Lit Bitch. And I got Fabio on it. He heard it. He was like, oh, I'm bodying this shit. I'm getting on it. And um, French is kind of like a mentor for me right now. Like, he literally just helps me with everything. Like, especially when I'm like, oh, like, I just want to blow. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, he guides me like, all right, it's patience. Take time. This and the third. But, yeah. That's dope. That's great. I know you was hyped when you got that collab going because that's definitely like. What? And I made it since last year 2020 so mm-hmm. when i actually finally got to drop it three weeks ago yeah i know you was mad sitting on that one like all right let's go like, come <laughs> on because i didn't drop i didn't drop nothing since Thoughtbox. and i know I, people in the comments would be like you don't do music no more you don't do music no more and i'm sitting on like this whole project yeah. smd yeah. lip bitch and i'm like all right it's cool it's, cool. it's coming hold on Exactly. But I think it's not at the right time because um, my label, they didn't really want to drop during Corona because they just felt like, you know, there's no, you can't do shows, you can't do this, you can't do that. So Mm -hmm. dropping it, summertime, everything's basically back open. So, Mm -hmm. Well, that's dope. And you talk about your management a lot. I remember there was like a fake manager representing you before you got this man. Wasn't there like an issue with somebody pretending to be your manager? Like, I feel like I read that a while ago. Maybe. I used to have a man. Uh, she wasn't really my manager. I just gave her that title to make her feel good. But she was <laughs> like, she was like an assistant. Like she would be there to pull up to send the third, but she was doing crazy wild shit behind my back. Like stealing money, using my name. Like she'll email people like, hey, I need a wig or something for Chinese Kitty. And she'll have it for her. And I didn't even wow. know. Then I, had, I had people in my DM like, Oh, if you don't send when me you don't wear my wig, outfit, purses, shoe. I'd be like, what? Wow. I've never seen this shit before, but yeah. She was a friend? She was somebody that I knew for a minute. Um, yeah, and we just started working on the music tip. But It's so hard to find good people to work with, isn't it? It is. But I actually feel like I found my team. Like everyone around me has been around for like the past three, four years. And we solid. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's the hardest part of really being successful is knowing that you can't do everything yourself and you really need help, but you have to make sure it's the right people. Yeah, because who do you trust? You know, it's true. Sometimes you can't even trust family. So it's like, no, who do you yeah, trust? because they be feeling like they, you know, they you got owe them to them. Yeah, it's hard trusting people, especially like with me, like being a rapper, being on Instagram, da, 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 da. like I need people to be logged on to my gram or, you know, in my life a little bit, my personal business. And it's hard because I, I fall out like with a lot of like girls, like and I don't mean like just random girls, like with my friends and shit, like I'll realize like bitches just be around for wrong reasonings. Like you would think like this person was just around just to be around, but a lot of times I be dealing with people just clout purposes. They just want to be like, yeah, I'm getting this. I'm getting that. I'm getting the attention that I need and just off being her friend. And it's like you realize that they're not, re- they not around because they fuck with you. They're around what benefits them. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah. 
Sure. And some people could be so negative, and I can't stand that. Like that bad energy, mm-hmm. that really is hard when you're already super busy trying to do things, and you're trying to be optimistic, and you're trying to be like, okay, I got to get this done, get this done. I'm trying to be like, you know, upbeat about it, and then you have somebody that's just complaining about everything, bad attitude, and you're like, I can't even be around that anymore. That's no, true. So let me ask you this. What's your DMs looking like since we're talking about trust? And you said people got to log on to your Instagram. But um, you want to know something crazy? My DMs is dry as fuck. We don't believe you. Nah, <laughs> it is. Like last year, I- I've literally had I've literally had every type of guy. Like I don't think there's not one rapper or athlete that hasn't tried to talk to me. And I'm talking about everybody like at least try to slide in my dm this and the third but i think because i've curved a lot and i've messed with whoever i messed with already it's just like i don't get no action like i'm just chilling <laughs> what, do, what does work if somebody wants to try to talk to you what's a good approach i don't know i think just on some like what's up like how are you like for me it's got to be somebody i'm already interested in like if you're just a random person i'm i don't know anything about you so i'm not gonna even i don't care if you had like the coolest um catchphrase i'm just uh, no but like if it's something i'm already interested in or something i'd like a guy that i would talk to i don't know do you ever introduce yourself to guys like do you ever make the first move uh i slid in this is like a long time ago i slid in chris brown's dm before (laughs) what happened (laughs) he responded (laughs) (laughs) did y'all ever meet up and go out nah we never linked we never linked this was like 2018. I was like a baby, like just trying anything. But I wonder if he saw you, if he would be like, oh shit, like, you know, at least buy you a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) What's the oldest guy who's ever tried to talk to you? Well, my baby father is old. Like how old? He's like 45. All right. And you're, what are you, 25? 26. 26 years old. Okay. So he's like 20 years older than you almost. Yeah. And at the time I was 19. So. Oh, yeah. That's a huge difference. I thought, like, wait, hold on a second. Now let's go back to your baby father. Were you arguing with somebody on social media over him at one point? I was a lot. A <laughs> lot. When I was like, yeah, 19, like right before I got pregnant, I was beefing with like three different females. That's when it's time to let it go. <laughs> yes. And I let it go, girl. I let it go. It was the best thing I ever did. I mean, we're cool, so I don't want him to watch this and be like, bitch. Right. And y'all, you stuck with him now, whether you let him go or not. Y'all got a son. You got his son. So, But guys mess up, right? And then, like, in retrospect, they be trying to come back around because he probably looking now like, damn, shit is popping. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as you find yourself arguing with people you don't even know, that's when it's like, all right, where, like, what kind of position are you putting me in? Mm-hmm. That's what I just got out of a re- relationship like that with the athlete. Um, NFL? Yeah. He had me literally beefing with, I would say, like five different females in the matter of that year that we dated. Like, full blown, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to pull up on you. Like, and that shit's just toxic. Like, and I think that shit turned mm-hmm. on, like, some shit like that. Like, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when you'd be like, I'm going to drop my pen, tell you where I'm at, come roll up. Like, I literally had girls that would sub me. Bitches that I was following, like, cool with, like, straight up and down, sub me, and I knew it was for me. Then I'll look, and I'd be like, is she, is that his house? Is that, like, you know what I'm saying? And then 
I'll ask him and he'll be like, you, you crazy. I don't know that bitch. Da, 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 da. And like, I had some crazy situations come out of that. I had a girl, I'm gonna tell y'all this is so funny. I had a girl I was actually cool with, like hang out with, we went to the club together, this and the third. I had her and my close friends. Now, like, I'm just very private about who I date because I'm one of them people, I don't want people to be like, girl, you was dating single for six months, now you're going to the next. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just, if it's not solidified, I'm just not going out and showing people this is who I date, this and the third. So I had this girl and my close friends. I only posted him and my close friends. I had like 100 people in my close friends. And she was not interested in this man at all. We'd been mm. around each other. We met, I met him at the same time she was trying to talk to his brother. She would see the things he would buy me, Chanel bags, this, that, whatever, whatever. I swear to God on my life, I just started catching this, this weird feeling about her. Like she would watch every post. She would be like, you know, trying to hang out with me on some random shit. Next thing I know, this bitch posted, I can't wait to see my baby daddy's best friend. And she posted his best friend. And I'm like, I don't know anybody else's best friend this is but him. So I said, what's this about? She was like, I've been meaning to tell you, but I'm pregnant. Bruh. Bro. <laughs> Bro. My wow. whole died like literally my whole heart died i mean but was she really pregnant she is and she kept his baby oh, oh right wow. now. yeah right yeah. now so yeah. that means your kids are going to be like siblings no this is not my baby daddy this is my oh, okay. oh the dead guy you're the guy from the nfl yeah that's crazy. That crazy he said my baby daddy's best friend and posted his best friend. Yeah. And then was like, yeah, because I'm having a oh, baby. Yeah. That is so he is my baby daddy. But oh. she knew that, but she knew that you were you was dating him. Yeah, because I I told her I was gonna fuck her up. Like, I don't care. Whenever you have that baby bitch, it's on and popping, whatever. And um, she was like, Oh, this was a one-time thing. I didn't think this was gonna happen, but I've I've had she was like, I had so many complications in life that I'm keeping this baby, some shit like that, bro. I was literally like, I'm disgusted. Wow. And what does he have to say about it? Exactly. Not his baby. She's crazy. She's delusional. Mm. So we're gonna have to wait and see until the baby get here, right? So do you still speak to him or did you tell him to suck your dick? He should have swallowed. For real, she should have swallowed. He's gonna have to deal with that for the for the rest of his life. So, man, that sucks. What about a regular guy? Maybe you need like a stockbroker or something like that. Who said I wasn't dating a regular guy? Because you said you have to already be interested in them and kind of know who they are. That's not. That don't mean like they got to be somebody that's famous. Like it's just got to be something that like of my caliber, I'm not going to date anybody that's like less than me or not making as much money as me or more. You know what I'm saying? That's just, I'm not. Interested. What if he has potential? But I would have to already know him though. Like if it's somebody <laughs> from like, maybe somebody I grew up with and like he came back around and we was cool and I saw the things that he, you know, and like wanted to do in life and maybe, but I'm not meeting nobody um, random and I'm like, yeah, so what you want to do in life? Like, what kind of guys do you like? Like, what's what's the thing that gets you, like, every time? Do you have, like, a... Like, do you go for looks? Yeah. Do you go for height? Do you go for go skin for complexion? I go for confidence, and I go for... Um, Humor? I definitely go for looks, and I go for personality. Like, I'm... I hate boring people. Like, mm-hmm. I hate a boring-ass nigga. Like, a lot of times, like, people, like, 
industry niggas, whatever, rappers, they just be so like overly confident. They don't even know how to have a regular conversation. Like, yeah, how mm-hmm. how's your day? This and the third. They want to link up and talk about oh, we going to the studio, and then it's just weed and smoke and alcohol, and you never had a real no conversation with this person. I don't even, I don't know how people do it. I, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. How many times has a guy called you into the studio to work, but really had other intentions? A thousand. All the time. All how, the time. How do, you, how do you navigate that? Like, what do you do? Because maybe you do want the verse, but you got to figure out how to get him, like, to just do that and leave you alone. At first, at first, I used to really be like, well, if I don't at least give him my number or talk to him, he's just going to fuck with me. Because I was just coming into the game. I didn't know, like how to move. But now it's like, when I see people in that energy, I'd be like, all right, bro, thank you. I'm gonna hit you later. Like, you know what I'm saying? Bro. <laughs> but I think because people just see me, you know, on the gram, sexy, this and the third, they automatically think like, oh yeah, she's with it. Or she definitely, you know, is she's sexual. She says, I'm just as much of a nigga as you. I don't care. Like, I'm gonna come around you and like, yep, I got ass titties and you're not getting shit from me. Like, so <laughs> now I want to talk about another incident that happened since we're discussing everything and people were like going in because you were on a flight and got into an argument and they were saying that and I, first of all the big deal was that they were saying you were in coach mm-hmm. which, who cares like if I have to fly somewhere I will fly coach if I need to if I feel like first class is way too expensive I'm like look I'm gonna send my ass in coach like you got to do what you got to do so right. tell me about that day because you got into a fight on the plane well, I had um, beef with these girls that I've been beefing with since I was bartending. Like, that was like three, four years ago. I mean, but you know, we I'm from New York, so it's like, when you beef with a chick, unless y'all say it's over, it's not over. Like, it's like, I don't care where I'm at in life. Like, I mean, I, I view it differently now, because now I'm just like, I'm at a point where I'm not giving you my energy. You know what I'm saying? So we was beefing way back then, and... We actually got into a whole physical altercation, like real, like fighting outside. And then this is the first time I see the girl since. It's like, it's like two years later. So she walked by, we on the same flight, she walked by me and the nigga she was with kind of like whispered something funny under his breath. So uh, I was like, what you said? She turned around and long story short, it was just a lot going on. And honestly, like, I've learned that I can't give people my energy. I don't care what the situation is, the senator. But at the time, I'm still hot-headed, da-da-da-da, whatever, whatever. And, you know, it popped off. But, um, yeah, the whole coach thing is just, like, I didn't, there was no flights to get home. Like, literally, it was no flights to get home. That was the only flight. I was with my man. Um, and we just hopped on the flight. I didn't even look at, like, oh, it got to be first class or I'm not going home. If I got to get the fuck home, I'm going home. I don't care if it's... However it is, I'm going home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, I got to go to Vegas and I was looking at flights. And the most convenient times is the times that, like, there's no first-class flights left. And so mm-hmm. if I have a choice between getting somewhere at the time that I need to get there or flying in first class, I got to get where I got to get to mm-hmm. when I, I got to get there. Seen, I just seen a, a a video where little Yachty was sitting in, like, Delta Comfort or whatever. And it's like... Listen, I look at it like this. You know this person has money. Like, yeah. you know that. So it's like, what? Are, like, why are you judging if they sitting in the back or not? If they already have their money and they want to spend it and only spend $100 on a flight versus 1000 
that's what they choose to do with their money. And here's the thing. There's only six to eight seats in first class anyway on most flights. So if you're booking, if you're in the industry or you're moving around the way a lot of us move around and you're booking your flights last minute, sometimes it's just not available. It don't matter if you got the money for it or not. If, if it ain't available, if it ain't available, I'm going to give a fuck. Uh, Angela is, is multi-platinum on Delta, but if it ain't a first class seat available, they ain't going to... Oh, excuse me, multi-diamond, okay? On, I'm, actually, um, I'm actually a million miler now. Thank you. That part. Much. See, I was that's what I was trying to get to, right? So she's at the top of the top of the, the thing when it comes to status at Delta, and all the time she's not able to get a first class seat, that's because it's just not available. Like, people need... Right. And you know what it'd be? It'd be the ones that don't even know how it feels to sit in the first class seat that always got the most shit to talk about. Like even with your situation, it was the people that you could in the comments that you could look at just from their profile picture and tell they don't tell they don't even know what first class experience is like, but they want to be talking about how you wasn't in first class. Like, have you ever been? Like, <laughs> are, you, are you a top bitch? Okay, are you a top bitch? Are you, are you a top? No, but I really feel like it just really just come from ignorance because it's like mm-hmm. I just posted this on my story the other day. Um, Mark Zuckerberg was driving a Honda. Like, we all know that this man is a billionaire. Like, he doesn't care. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like that. Like, I had a hosting in Atlanta like two, three months ago, and I wanted all my my brothers and my sisters to come with me because they live there. So he was like, Oh, I'm gonna come pick you up. Da, da, da. And my brother, he drives like a, a Nissan Ultima, whatever. And he comes picking me up. And I was like, fuck it, we're going to the club. Like, that's just what we're doing. I'm getting out the car with them. And I literally hear a girl go, damn, a Nissan. And I'm like, damn, yeah, it's my brother's car. Like, I don't understand. Who cares? It's crazy. But but that flight thing, I also was thinking there's an executive at iHeart. I'm not going to say her name, but she's like a really top, top executive. She always flies coach. She does not spend her money. Yeah, your money. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. The other day I was on a flight and I felt awkward posting i was like behind the jet you know behind the that's what it's called right the jet the oh, you, was on a pri- you was on a private jet no no the okay. engine the engine the engine so and <laughs> i wanted to i was trying to take a picture of like landing and i was like oh no i can't post this because i'm behind the engine <laughs> I'm, I'm in the back of the plane they're gonna talk shit about me because i'm in the back and, and it was because i was on a first class fight uh, I was on a first. I, I was in first class for my flight, and I missed it. You missed it, and they have no more first class. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I got put in the either. back on the next mm-hmm. one, and then I couldn't get no upgrade or nothing. And when I went to go post the picture, I was like, "This is really crazy that the internet has your brain like, oh, I can't post this picture because they're gonna be like, oh, and then you gotta explain yourself. Well, I did have a first class. <laughs> I missed my flight, so now that's why I'm in the back. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. This is bad. It's really gotten to that point where we got to just not even care. I mean, we know that people going to say shit and, you know, half the people that saying shit, they just saying shit just to say shit mm-hmm. just because they want to be a troll, you know? All right. Now I have a fun question for y'all. When do you think is a time that you got good at sex? Like, you know, the first time you had sex, like in the beginning, you might not really know what you're doing. But then there's a time when you're like, okay, actually, I do like this now. I know how to orgasm. I know how to give a blowjob. I know how to do these things. When do you think was the time that you really learned, like, how to be good in the bedroom? I learned when I first had my, when I had my first orgasm. Because before that, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And it happened by accident. So once it happened, I was like. How do you have an orgasm by accident? 
He was just stroking in the right way. It was like, it was like <laughs> her didn't know it was coming. She didn't know it was about to happen. You know how like so I'm laying there and I'm like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. Seventeen. <laughs> Seventeen on a mattress on the floor in the projects. Wow. <laughs> in the Bronx. And I was just laying there and he was like just stroking. I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh oh wait wait yeah 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 keep doing that keep keep go, go, go. And, then, okay, and then after that I was like, that's how you do it. Because <laughs> you didn't even do shit. You just was laying there. I know, ding, but ding, now ding, I ding. knew. Now that that guy, what, what was supposed to happen? Like, I knew this was something to was supposed yeah. to happen, and yeah. we we were gonna have to get in the position for it to happen every single time. And did it? So you do that same thing with like your other partners? No, 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 no. It's not that. I just know what's supposed to happen now. Uh, right. So so you were having orgasms, and so, so now you know what. Like the other partner to do the same strokes? Oh no! Well, I was just laying there, so I don't. You know, you wasn't doing shit. <laughs> it's like chasing that first high, that first mm. time you yeah, did that pipe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. From that point forward, I was like. He just kept on, like, I guess, trying now to make me come, you know, right. like, before yeah. he wasn't, he didn't really care. <laughs> but since he did, that now particular he, wants, time. From that he point forward. chase that shit every time. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was um, the first time I started dealing with an older guy and he would kind of, like, tell me how to do things. Like, he basically taught me how to give oral and you know he taught me how to like not be a starfish and just lay there you know he taught me how to throw it back and like really enjoy it and then I was just like okay Mm -hmm. I like this (laughs) now Chinese kitty you're only 26 (laughs) do you remember the first time that you were like okay now I finally know what I'm doing because I assume in the beginning we don't really know at first I really feel like that's why she said 17 I'm like damn I feel like for me like like 24, 24, 25. Like, I feel like before I would just have sex and I know it would feel good, whatever, whatever. But like, I think like two two years ago, last year, I really feel, I started feeling like, okay, no, like this is what really gets me like wet. And it's like, third, like you it's know. because you learn your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But tell us what that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> we want to know. I don't know. I think I started just looking at it like for me. It's a me thing and not for men. Like, you know how when we have sex, you know, you want, you know, you just feel like you you lay there. You want the strokes. You want this. You want that. But like when I started like really thinking like, all right, if I grind like this, if I throw it back like that, or I tell him put his hand on my waist and grab me and like pull my hair. Like I know that's going to super make me wet and turn me on. So it's like, mm. yeah. So you like it a little rough. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm rough. She said I'm rough. <laughs> you like choking? I do. I like spitting in the mouth. All that crazy oh, shit. Oh, you nasty. <laughs> you like that, Alex? No. No? <laughs> I do. No, recently, in the more recent time, he tried to do I'm like, yeah, I do, but it gotta be like I got it gotta be like my guy, like that. I'm like ugh, over. Like I'm, it just ain't no random casual sex, and I'm letting it spit in my mouth. Like we're not doing that. No, it's gotta be somebody special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about when you kiss a guy, like tongue kiss him before he brushes his teeth? Oh, yeah, my man, I would, but not no random nigga. <laughs> I don't know what you guys think. 
yeah, I think I have. Yeah, with my boyfriend. Yeah, for sure. Because a random guy, like when you gonna see him before, you know, like he rushes to even go outside. Like, I mean, you can spend the night with a random. They ain't gotta necessarily be your boyfriend. I be trying to make sure it's correct now. I like you. (laughs) What about when you you'll suck a dick before you brush your teeth? Yeah. Yeah, I will. I don't necessarily <laughs> prefer to though, because your spit be a little bit different first thing. In the morning. It don't be, it be, you know, it be thin. It don't be that same. I hate the morning giving head because I be mad cotton mouth. Like, we weed smokers, we need to and then drink your, some water. Yeah, breath don't be right. You can smell it on your hand. You be like, <laughs> <laughs> hand smelling like the pillow. <laughs> Well, listen, I want to thank you so much, Chinese Kitty, for joining us. And we want to commend you for being a top bitch as well. Yes. And yeah, congratulations yeah. on the new album. And I thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you in person, too, because I know this was, you know, for you, like a long time coming. You've been through a lot to even get to where you went, where you are right now. And I know it's not easy because people will prejudge you, like, for being on Love & Hip Hop, for being a bartender, for being a pretty girl. And so I know that's not easy for you. And I know that you probably feel like, you know, there's some things even before I'm like, it's not easy. You're still young. And not so you have not easy at all. Yeah. Congratulations on everything. Thank yes. You. Keep up the good work, girl. Keep striving. And every time I tell the nigga to suck my dick, I'm going to think of you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> suck my <laughs> dick. Work the Chinese You represent in Brooklyn because I know, like, you know, to have an album that also that sounds very New York, too. I think that's dope also. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate you guys. Yes, ma'am. Good seeing you. Yes. All right. Chinese Kitty, lip service. <laughs> <laughs>